Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 16th of August. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, finance, startups, reporting season. I'm Nadine Blaney. And it's here too. Certainly a busy, busy day. Something for everybody. Yeah, sure was. Look, the uh, ASX though did close at or very, very near the lows of the day. The S&P ASX 200 off by six tenths of 1% or 46 points, Annette. Uh, It was... Really went away traffic throughout the day today. Yeah, the the futures in, the futures don't always indicate, particularly when we had such a good handoff from the US. But the futures were right. We pretty much opened down mm-hmm. half a percent and just stayed there. There yeah. just seemed to be nothing to get too excited about. So even if you had a good reporting season day, you had to try really hard to be in the green. Yeah. Well, just to talk sectors for a sec, we had materials down, financials down significantly, consumer discretionary, energy. Gets Getting pummeled down by 3.3% as a sector. On the plus side, though, consumer staples, uh, info technology, eking out again, so did healthcare, but I mean, not much, if you mm. want to be honest. A2 Milk contributed the most in terms of index points, surprisingly. It reports later in the week. Percentage-wise, it was up by about 12%. CBA, the biggest laggard, I think a bit of profit-taking after yeah, last CBA. week's Find us an analyst that hasn't said CBA is looking lofty. I read that there was uh, Nestle was sniffing around. That's what A2. I was reading It's too. a rumour. So yep. obviously we are telling you that is a rumour in the market. <laughs> but gee, it put it up the top of the leaderboard today. It sure did. 12% higher car sales. So let's get into reporting season. Why keep people waiting? Car sales was up by 3.8%. That was one of the better performer, at least for those listed on the 200. GPT group did really well. It was up by 3%. And JB Hi-Fi up by 2.5%. And at... Um, Look, a lot of the reports came in quite strong today and it's the same sort of themes. That you we're can seeing. sort of say they're COVID stocks, aren't they? Because we're sitting at home, we're buying JP Hi-Fi, we're a bit nervous about public transport, so we're buying cars. It is, well, as we're all in lockdown, Melbourne extended, New South Wales looking dire, it's still going to be a COVID trade for a little while yet. Another uh, real sign of the times came through in Blue Scope Steel results today. So look, it is confident enough to look at um, really strategically spending, investing in its future. It's making hay while the sun shines in terms of steel pricing in the United States in particular. It's got infrastructure spending at its back. It's got its property portfolio and its building products unit as well. Stimulus here in Australia. I chatted with uh, Mark Vasella, who is the CEO. That interview will be online. Well, it's probably online now. You should go over and check that out. I thought it was a a good chat. Um, But I did ask St. Wong from Prime Value Asset Management if there was still value left in Blue Scope. And he said a resounding yes. 
So I think Blue Scope is one to watch. It wasn't amongst the best performers, but it did pretty well today, up by seven-tenths of a percent, and a net that should probably bring us to not just the stock of the day. Mm-hmm. Three. Three stocks today. Three stocks. I've, I've been here six months, and that's just blown us right out of the water <laughs> there. And it, it was still only a one-hour show, I hasten to say. Proving that we're not just one-trick <laughs> ponies. It was three stocks of the day today. So it's car sales, JB Hi-Fi, Blue Scope Steel. Let's take a listen to what uh, Koshi's guests had to say today. So car sales are doing well. I don't think there's any surprises. It's price for pretty, you know, doing quite well. Uh, look, I started to buy tech at this point, and these guys, I think, they're priced for protection to a certain extent. I don't see a huge price for it. But if you're a long-term holder and you've been there, I won't be selling that. It was predictably good. I don't think it was a surprise that it was a strong result. The conditions could not be better for car sales. And that, that was a big surprise in itself. But um, the question really is, can it do better from here? Um, is this as good as it gets? The valuation is extremely rich. Um, we don't own it any longer. We've already sold car sales. Um, and I think that remains my position. But what an astonishing result. What an astonishing business. This, this might be the result of the season for me. Half a billion dollars in net profit out of JB Hi-Fi. Who would have thought that even three or four years ago? Um, you know, I'm, I'm genuinely stunned by the outcome. That's right. They've done a phenomenal job, but they've had a phenomenal back there. I suppose a win behind them. Uh, you've had the property market, you've had the handouts, you've had the people taking money out of, uh, um, of course, their super and spending and work from home. All of these things have boosted. I think Daily Hive is a great business. I think they've done really, really well. But I think everything that can go right has gone right. All of these cyclical stocks have done phenomenally well. Um, They are swimming in cash and they're handing it out like confetti. And it's one to to keep an eye on in the downturn. This is something that you should pick up every time the headlines scream about um, how terrible the steel sector is, how it's never going to be profitable again. That'll be the time to buy Blue Scope. Okay, so that was Nathan Samasundram from Deep Data Analytics, Gaurav Sodhi from uh, The Intelligent Investor, all weighing in on those three companies, none of which, Annette, are going into the portfolio. Despite some pretty good results, they must be pricey. Maybe they're looking for a buy on dip, but they're yeah. pretty good. Uh, they'll be. It's. I find it intriguing, I guess, because I'm not an equity analyst. That what companies have faced in the last twelve months, they're likely to face in the next twelve months. But no one wants to nail their colours to the mast in terms of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. No. Um. Even I was chatting with uh, one of our guests, Jonathan Asu, earlier today from Redleaf Securities. He was taking JB Hi-Fi's commentary as being strategic in that, you know, under-promise, potentially over-deliver a little bit later on. Um, But the reality is, I mean, carsales.com CEO Cameron McIntyre said, look, they do, if things go the way that they went before post-lockdowns, they expect Mm. to recover most, if not all, of their lost sales during this COVID time. Yeah, that's that's the rough one. And I guess everyone we've spoken to today with the economist hat on is really doubting the snapback story. Why, it, Annette? It's just because it's going for longer and longer and longer. The RBA, for example, its statement of monetary policy is, what, two weeks old? Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. were looking for September to go backwards by 1%. 
And I know RBC, my friend Sulin Ong, she doubled down on her September quarter forecast. A fall of one is now a fall of two. Mm-hmm. So people are starting to think if this starts to bleed into October, which we can't rule out here in New South Wales, that that snapback may not be there. But this is the question to ask the CEOs is how confident are you of a snapback uh, because that is really the key to us getting out of mm-hmm. this mess. Yeah, and uh, we will continue to to persecute that that uh, argument with uh, CEOs that join us throughout throughout the remainder of our reporting season coverage. Which I'll just sneak it in a little bit of a promo for tomorrow. We've got James Warburton, Seven West Media CEO, on first thing in the morning. Hope you can join us for that. Seven West doing well in terms of cutting its debt, making improvements there. Still though, and I love this, just being a content person myself. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying that content and ratings is the fastest way for them to, you know, make up lost ground to, to really start to grow their revenues. We'll be speaking with the CEO of Domain as well. Obviously an interesting read, given everything that's happening in the property market. And the list goes on. Don't want to get too too bogged down with that. Because, Annette, that China data today, we've had revisions coming out about China GDP in the mm. wake of that. Is that concerning for you? It's concerning if we don't get a policy response like ANZ's forecast for GDP this year was 8.8, which is a lucky number, which is why it's easy to remember. That's been revised down closer to 8. All the July data missed expectations, whether it was retail sales, industrial production or investment. Trio of disappointment there. So like anything, though, that also means disappointment could mean policy stimulus so Mm -hmm. Chinese stocks actually did okay it's one of those weird things where bad news is good news well we saw that a little bit in the states then didn't we we sure did but yeah I had a chat with Chris Weston from Pepperstone earlier and he was saying everybody's using that playbook for GFC Mm. for Chinese stimulus hopes but there have been some big changes since then and I just a bit I'd have to go back and listen to it in detail again but I'm pretty sure Chris was saying you know, the scenario might be very different and that makes the likes of BHP, Rio Tinto vulnerable. It sure does. And also what's, we started to talk about at the end of last week and we'll try to get some people talking about this week. We've got Middle Koteka on later this week. China will effectively shut down steel production to clear the skies ready for the Winter Olympics. Yeah, Chris talks about that. I said he That's was the first huge. guest that I've talked to about the Winter yeah, Olympics. No, it's it's a, it's a big deal. It was creeping into the headlines okay. late last week and that's certainly something because they've done it before. They did it for the 100-year yeah. anniversary, Tiananmen Beijing. Square. They've done it for yeah. APEC. They will do it for the Olympics. They will shut the economy down to guarantee those blue skies. And even though that may or may not be temporary, in terms of demand for commodities – Nowhere to go but down. It's real. It's it's real. Okay. That, I find that just fascinating. I think maybe just because we finished Tokyo when Chris brought up the Winter Olympics, I thought I'd, I had to give my head a <laughs> shake. It's also early in the morning. But anyways, uh, listen, the data in the U.S., you've got to think, is becoming increasingly important. We learned it from that consumer sentiment read, which some had flagged with us on Friday that it could for the first time in a long time, be potentially market moving. Tonight, we get the Empire State Index. We also get this week, which is probably more important, would you say, Annette, the retail sales read? Retail sales will be important because you can be as miserable as you like, but if you keep shopping, mm-hmm. you will you will keep the economy going. So we don't know the correlation between that slide in sentiment and whether or not retail sales will tick along. So that, that I think that is the US highlight for this week for sure. And um, I don't want to get too far ahead of the game, but 
again, it's important we've got minutes from the RBA. And like just considering the situation that we all find ourselves in now, except for you over there in WA. But I would say, you know, no state is an island in, yeah. in you know, if the economy is WA's is trying. Poorly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've got iron ore they're working in their favor, don't they? But but um, my point was we've got the, the minutes from the RBA. We've got wages. We've got jobs. jobs. Christopher yep. Kent speaks, I think, later in the week. Yeah, it's an FX forum yep. thing. So m- unlikely to be uh, a, a market mover. But I guess the problem that we're stuck in here in Australia is we're getting July data. Yeah. We're sliding into September, let's face it. So whatever outcomes we get, they're going to be dismissed as old news. Very interesting. We spoke to Adelaide Timbrell at ANZ. Everyone else is calling for a massive slide in employment, but they're holding their ground and saying that employment will be unchanged, but it will be shown up as hours worked. Now, that I know that's pointy head stuff, but hours worked helps you with your calculations of GDP. Mm-hmm. So you will look at the unemployment rate as it drops, but then all the analysts will be looking at hours worked and recalibrating their GDP forecasts on the back of that. So again, ahead of ourselves, this is Thursday, but don't write it off as old news. Mm-hmm. It will certainly be a key input into us crunching our numbers. So it could potentially spark some market volatility. And of mm-hmm. course, we've got FOMC later in the week. There's plenty for... for and the Fed... Uh, Jerome Powell speaks yeah. this week too, That's so right. we can't get, we have a blackout period and then we get saturation. Yeah, we just can't be complacent. Um, and and of course, then you know many conversations which you can find online. Uh, you know, Carl Capulinga even from a technical perspective saying there's so many dividends, there's so much cash, we're learning this cash, cash, through cash this reporting season that is going to be making its way into Australian bank accounts, and there are very few options other than the equity market for that cash to go. So mm-hmm. even though there's all these uncertainties out there, it's such a, a strange point in time we find ourselves. We're locked down, yep. can't spend. But it seems still as if there's no real other alternative and therefore equities could still grind higher. They're still buy on dips even last week. Even the most bearish people out there looking for a 10% correction said it's highly unlikely to be more than 10 because there's a wall of cash out there waiting to be put to work. Okay, so we will pick up the conversation yeah. <laughs> tomorrow, Annette. Still, though, I mean, uh, a pretty down day for the local market. The first one in a while, down by six-tenths of 1%. 7,582 is where it finished. Off. We will see what the night brings. We'll see. See you tomorrow then. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.